Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Talking Facts Live every Tuesday, 7 o'clock on Phoenix 96.7 and around the world online. Uh, my name is Mike Egg. Uh, thank you for listening this week. Uh, we've got a very, very full studio this week, very, very crammed. Uh, so if the microphone doesn't necessarily pick up everyone, we'll try our best to get that sorted this evening. Uh, we've got an Illingworth-themed uh, uh, show this week in terms of our community club with our Boontown Terriers, we've had Ellen, now it's Illinois' turn. So, uh, very much blue and white themed. Talking Facts is, that, is blue and white Halifax, and this is our Illinois tonight. So, we've got three people from Illinois tonight. Uh, we've got Brett, who's the uh, under 13s and open age coach. Uh, good evening, Brett. Good evening. <laughs> moving the microphone very, very well. Uh, we've got Sean, who is the girls coach. Good evening, and we are absolutely thrilled to have Lily, who is the under-16s girls captain with us. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, and also, we have a, a facts fan element. We've got a very, very long-time supporter and big personality. We've got Richard Brew Brewster. Good evening, Brew. How are we doing? <laughs> I'm not too bad, thank so you. A <laughs> We're on the radio before nine o'clock, so some of these things can't be helped. Uh, so, as I said, we've got uh, an Illingworth theme show, so let's get straight into it. So, every, the question that I normally ask first off is basically uh, just describe the club. Now, there's lots and lots of different factors to it, lots of different uh, teams and that sort of thing, but just give us a general rundown of kind of what uh, Illingworth is. Also, a local club. We've got. Um Junior teams, both boys and girls, and it's going from, from strength to strength. Uh, I think we've got about seven junior t- uh, boys teams and we've got three girls teams. Yeah. And like I say, we're uh, building all, all the way. A new committee involved now with the uh, juniors, which is going from strength to strength as well. Yeah. We've got new pitch renovations ongoing at the moment. Nice. Uh, so it's big plans out there, big plans afoot there. Um, so by the end of this year, we should have two brand spanking new pitches, barriers. Wow. And we're hoping then to get a new clubhouse as well. Nice. Just depending on funding as well. Yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, is it uh, very much a community club? Like we, we saw, saw um, um, well, heard Paul and uh, Gemma last week talk about uh, the, their teams being at the centre of the community. Uh, is there more events like rather than just rugby that are held at the social club or um, describe that if uh, that is possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we're trying to. Yeah, we also we, we involve the community as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, we are, yeah, we are a community-based club. Uh, I mean, most, most of our kids do come from uh, uh, local places yep. and uh, yeah we we might say we're going to schools uh, Sean's into some of the schools um, where you've where you been this week you've been on Brooksbank have you or not you've been arriving today yep. that's uh, promoting the girls yeah do you want to tell us a little bit more about that then girls under 13s under 12s have played a school school tournament today uh, so I'll go down recruiting try see what's out there um, I got a few girls last year from schools. Yep. Uh, Brooksbank won today. So Good stuff. Yeah, from Brooksbank. <laughs> but no, that's fantastic that you're kind of branching out to them. Do you get, when you go into the schools, uh, do you get a lot of people who, who play for Illingworth or play for other teams around the area then? Or? Uh, like, a lot of girls play Union. Yeah. They've got there before us. All oh, right. They tend to find, but they do come down the road, they do come along, and they do prefer the league. Good stuff. <laughs> They've got some sort of sense there. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, Lily just mentioned you there. Uh, very welcome, welcome to the show. Didn't realise we would get, get uh, a girl so, so soon in the proceedings. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, do you want to describe how you actually got into it to rugby league? Because, um, go on. Well, I 
first started through school and there was a school tournament. Yep. And did you did you watch any rugby before then or? Um, like a few Giants games here. Oh, don't say that word. <laughs> Don't say that way, but um, so you went to see some Giants games. You did, did people from school like it as well, or yeah, was, yeah. Really big in school. right? So you got them from, from there. How can you play in Freeling with then if you are a Giants fan? If you, I, 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 do you live around Halifax then, or I live near Illingworth, right? So I say, but it's, it was the only local club at the time, so right. Fair dues, and then uh, are, are you aiming to try and get to the, the, the very top? Then obviously there's going to be a World Cup in the next few years in in England. Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, see you playing in some of these big stadiums very, very soon. Um, we we have had news about uh, Halifax rugby themselves uh, uh, bringing out a, a women's team. Um, and obviously you are a Giants fan, and we won't necessarily hold that against you. Uh, would that be something that you would aspire to as well? And say you're yeah, definitely yeah. the right age for it. As I say, uh, it's very exciting times. Um, so yeah, is, is that something you would be aiming towards then? Yeah, any professional level, I'd be aiming towards really. Good stuff. So what, what position do you play then? I play loose forward. Loose forward. So are you a, a ball playing loose forward, or are you a, one of the, the more modern ones where it's kind of like an extra forward getting in there? Kind of an extra <laughs> <laughs> and do you enjoy like the rough and rough yeah. and tumble of it then? Because like some of, some of the 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 kind of, oh, kind of falsehoods really is that um, the, the girls want to play rugby because of the the rough contact nature of it. Do you think that's not the case then in terms of what you've seen? There's a lot of stereotypes around girls about them being like too weak to play rugby, and that's not the case. Fantastic. No, that's absolutely great. Uh, and and how often do you train then? How often do you um, train? Like that? So at Illingworth, I train twice a week, but then I've got extra training as well. Right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we've got to touch on the girls as well. Do you want to... I'll bring Sean back in as well, because you are the girls coach. How many age groups are you running? Is there any plans to expand what you're doing? Well, we've got three teams, under 12s, under 14s, under 16s. Girls yep. up in every two years. Right. Girls up there. But so we're having from 10 to 16 mm -hmm. year olds. We had on Tuesday about nearly 40 girls, weren't there? Mm -hmm. From all age groups, and we had a few regulars missing. Yeah. And hopefully today I've got a few more from schools. Nice one. So, yeah, hopefully it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. We're, we're a bit behind Leeds teams, aren't we? But I mentioned earlier we won National Cup last year. so. Fantastic, very well done. Will Bell with captain. There we go then. How, how good did that feel then lifting lifting the cup then in the final? Uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> hope for some more in the future then. Yeah, hopefully. Good stuff. Um, so, and and one, one of the things that we, we, we've, we've spoken about in previous shows is that it's trying to get pe people to play and, and start to love the game, not necessarily kind of breeding uh, a proper winning mentality at that sort of early age. Uh, is that the same at Ellingworth as well and trying to get people involved just for the kind of participation values of it? Yeah, right. We girls, we do other stuff other than rugby, don't we? We were going to do a Tough Mudder on Saturday. Oh, wow. Because the weather was that bad. <laughs> bad for Tough Mudder? Eh? <laughs> it was the wind, I think, Ah, right. So we did, but we do, we have bad nights, don't we? Girls' bad nights, when it's just for girls. Yeah. And it's not just about rugby. Like, you went camping last year, didn't yeah. you? You went camping. Nice. Whereabouts did you go camping, then? I didn't go, you went to Bradley Hall, didn't you? Yeah. Right. Did, did you enjoy that? Did you, was that kind of a good team bonding experience, yeah, then? Yeah. Because I say, like, 16-year-old lads don't want to go camping, do they? So it's all, like, hotels and stuff. Did you enjoy getting, like, back to basics and yeah, that sort of thing? it was really good. We did, like, rock climbing and stuff like that. So yeah. It was really good. Oh, love, love, great stuff. Um, 
So we've just about that. Brett, you are the open ace coach yeah. as well. Um, how has because Paul touched upon a, a, a couple of weeks ago that in, in it has been quite tough to attract new players to uh, to teams in the last couple of years. How, how has participation been for, for yourselves? Uh, yeah, well, beginning of the season we we were struggling a little bit, but uh, we've now got about thirty old lads signed on. Nice. Although they always turn up. <laughs> So, uh, but no, we've got we've, we've got a core of really we've got a really good squad. Yeah. Um, like I say work commitments and you know family commitments. It's really hard to get them all there at the same time. But we do. You know, we, we feel on average say, about sixteen players every week. So yeah, it's not always the same team, which is you know it's, it's good. We've got a big enough squad to you know to cope with that. Mm. So yeah, and, yeah. I mean this year, like I say, we're beginning of the year struggling. The work. I think the word uh, talks at one point. I'm not having the, having the team. No, I... we've got we've gone now from like from that to uh, well we're, we're going for the league and we're nice. also into the semi-final cup next week. Good stuff. So uh, yeah, it, it's gone really well. Um, there's myself who's head coach, and I've got uh, like Andrew <laughs> McElroy who's uh, my assistant. Yeah. Um, so we're, together we've worked it really well. Uh, I think we I think we're bond well. I think we're on the same wavelength. Go. Cool. Uh, one of the same things that you know at team. To be honest with you, this year we're more about, because we're really struggling with the numbers, we're more about getting the social side going. Yeah. Um, it, it's been alright, it's, it's happened that well, but, you know, from that, like I say, we are where we are now with, uh, you know, Five foot league and, and cup, so good stuff. So, how, how, how do you think that you've attracted? You say that you're in pre season, you're struggling for numbers, and that, and now you've got a really good squad there. How, how, how do you think you've done that? Then, uh, well, we did have a core. I said, I said we're struggling for numbers, we, we had a core of players that we're always going to play, yeah. Uh, but like I say, you, you need a big squad, and that's what we're, that were the, uh, the, the sticky point, you know. Are we going to get a big enough squad for it? Like I was just saying, family commitments and uh, work commitments, yeah, you can't guarantee that. No. And like I was saying to lads, you know, work comes first in the day, you can't, you know, we're, we're not super league team, we're not, you know, we're not, no. you know, I mean, like, like, like I said, you know, they're, they're a good side, and, yeah. you know, I think they're a bit more, not so much, yeah, a little bit more committed than what uh, like we are at the moment, yeah. but we are building, we are hoping to get to that sort of point. Yeah. But then, then in the day, it is a community club, it is amateur and stuff like that, and and, yeah. and you do play at that that level for the love of the game as well. And as I say, if you if you breed that mentality and you say that you, you yourself and your assistant have got a good relationship and the social aspect's good, yeah. that that will breed that will breed future yeah, people to come in. Yeah, we'll try. I don't like the social side. Try, you know, you know that that was the that was the main thing. Really, get the social side going, get get the buzz going again, and then from there, you know, whatever happens there, you know, it's a bonus. Yeah, that's how it happen. That's how so we. Semi final next week, we've got a bus going over. Good stuff. Who's that against? Uh, Sherburn Bears. Right, okay. So, is that over over there, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's near, near Tacaster. Do you know what? I've never ever heard of it, so to be fair. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 I think they're near so we'll, uh, we'll get a bus over and a few stops on the way back. <laughs> so you're expecting a lot of people go out, go out to watch then? Uh, well, we've got, we've got one minibus full at Morgan, so yeah. we'll see how we go from there. And, uh, we'll need to get all kids to go across as well all, all kids that play need to go and oh, spot over an age final, yeah we'll get a, a few years ago we got to a big final over in Batley yep. uh, that was a great day out you know all, all kids came over we had a massive support and mm. yeah, that was a brilliant day out that. Also, well, which made it a bit yeah, no, fantastic. Um, this is uh, talking facts. This is a Halifax Rugby League show, so we do kind of have to tie it back in there. Uh, and one of the, th the great initiatives that that, that we, we, we've done as a club, and Dave Grayson's done in his role as uh, operations director, is the free season tickets to all amateur yeah. clubs. Uh, has there been a really good uh, uptake on those? Yeah, I think it's been really good. Uh, I think it's been really good. Uh, 
Yeah, we've got. Uh, did the girls get some of that? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. All, all the juniors got them, and I think they, they attended the first game uh, last week against Lee. Yep. So yeah, which was a win. Which was a win. Uh, yeah, a we'll, we'll, win. we'll we'll get to that. But yes, yeah, good stuff. Uh, like I said, my, uh, my son plays my under thirteens, and uh, even though, even though his mates went down and. Uh, Time. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's a really good thing that what Alfast done. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. You know, get the youth involved and you never know from there. Definitely. Just it's keep them in, don't you? Yeah, he's he's getting the whole community involved. And as I say, like last week we had Gemma who's a Bradford fan, but we'll kind of gloss over that. So uh, got yeah. <laughs> uh, but but she was like really behind it, the fact that like the the for, for far too long she kind of mentioned that kind of rivalries between community clubs and I can't, I can't necessarily comment on that. But what I can comment on is that the distance between Halifax Rugby Club and the, the the community clubs, the amateur clubs around the district, really, and there seems to be a massive disconnect in that in that sort of thing. And then when Dave Grayson came on, he wanted to fix that and doing do initiatives like the free season tick offers, like the the club days that, that they're having down at the Shea as well. Yeah. Hopefully that'll build some bridges there. Yeah, well we had uh, we had a meeting at the beginning of the season with the Halifax uh, um, contingent, and uh, what what they were saying, you know, I thought you know it sounds really good, does it? So I hope they, you know. Make good on the uh, on the promises and yeah. so far, you know, they have done. They've uh, they've done some things. They've, um, it's been after this year because we we were supposed to have a, a club day up at our place, but without having a quite like similar picture innovations going on, right? It's hard, for, you know, it's hard to get anything sorted out. We did yeah. have, we did have a club day. Uh, I think a fair few jo- uh, joined in. I think the the girls went didn't as well. Yeah, yeah. Toronto on it last season. No, no, sorry, we had a, a training uh, day didn't oh, we, as well. Yeah. Um, from more than one. Yeah. So you you mentioned about the Tor- Toronto game. Did you, did, was that your club day where your, all the with guys yeah. came down? Was it? And, and and what did the what did the kids think think about that? Then did they did they enjoy it or did you did you enjoy it, Lily? Uh, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Been put on the spot there a little bit, but, <laughs> but no, because the, the 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 feedback from that, as I say, like Paul and Gemma said from uh, the days that they've had, they said it really inspired the kids. Uh, if if not necessarily to watch Halifax, but to, to kind of strive to play in these big stadiums with the big noise and the, the slightly big crowds I'm not going to blow out the Malifax trumpet too much but it's still a big stadium with lots of noise and that sort of thing um, you said that the people went down on Sunday did they Did they enjoy it did they what's the feedback been if, if yeah, you know yeah brilliant uh, also good to promote the club as well yeah uh, they had the, uh, the juniors going out pitch at half time yeah. uh, you know a bit of parade there so yeah and all in all it were uh, a good day out um, a lot of lads enjoyed it mm. um, I, I, like, I said, like I said the girls as well so uh yeah, really good day out. Really good day. Uh, we've got another one coming up as well, haven't we? Um, we've got Thursday away. All right, so that, that's the week after next then. So is that your Illingworth Club day down there, is it? Oh, no, it's away. Oh, it's away? Oh, I don't know where we're playing. <laughs> I know we've got Batley this, this, coming, this coming weekend at home. But... All right, so we've got Thursday uh, at home. That's yeah. our... Ah, right, okay. So it's a bit far, far in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that. hopefully, yeah. Actually, that really yeah. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned the, 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 the pitch renovation stuff like that when do you think that they'll be completed by? Uh, it's been a long process as this uh, I mean this has been going on for years and years and years eventually we've actually gone ahead and got it done now mm. um, we're hoping come August they're all ready to go Right. so we'll have like I say Brown a new pitch uh, it's all been levelled off uh, reseeded and then we'll have barriers going around we've got two pitches yep. um, renovated so yeah it, and from there, you know, it's sure we're going to, you know, 
get more and more players involved. Hopefully, yeah, because yeah. great conditions breed yeah, exactly, breed yeah, people yeah. to come in. And like with the greatest respect, I, I I played junior rugby far too long ago to mention, and it didn't it doesn't seem to have progressed since since then really in terms yeah, of the conditions exactly, there. Because what you've got, you've only got like a limited number number of commitments. Of course, but, yeah. And, you know, the, you know, it's like every single club they try their best. And, hmm. You know, and I think the thing about rugby league is everybody just gets on with it, and you know they do. I think they do as, as good as they can, they can ever, ever can do um, mm. with, with the resources that they've got. And this is what we're like. You know, we're, um, we've got a little number of commit members, and we, we all chip in, and it's. It is hard work, but it's also really a lot of work as well. Of course, yeah, and that's what keeps clubs going like that. It is the volunteers, the people, yeah. the unsung heroes that do do stuff for now and raise a yeah, lot of money and stuff. Really, I don't think people really know what goes on, you know. I don't think they realise how much commitment's involved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like now we've got... Um, so, so every year now with the Yale of Juniors, we've, we've got, I mean, clubs, and they'll go into under 7s, 8s, 9s, 10s, and so on and so on. Hopefully, a couple of years' time, we'll have every single age group from Cubs all the way up to under, well, hopefully, 17s. Right. So, um, like I say, we are, we're sort of concentrating now on the, the younger end. Yeah. Um, we, have, we have got the 16, so the under 16s now, uh, Andrew, Andrew McElroy, like I say, the uh, coach uh, up the age as well, mm-hmm. he's now gone and opened them out. Right. And getting them ready because hopefully, in a couple of years' time, they'll be our open age team. Right. And we'll have a team full of. Uh, Following with players mm. uh, who will just want to play for the club, uh, and then from then on, we're hoping then as juniors will just keep pushing through all, every single year, and we're going to go from strength to strength with that. Fantastic! If it was a model of quite a lot of other local sides who have got who have got that model going through, really, it's, it's, it's how you, yeah, it's how you're going to survive. You can't survive like your juniors. So yeah, it's, yeah, like I say, touch wood so far, we, we're doing really well with juniors and. Hopefully, progressing even more years to come. Good stuff. And is that is that the plan for the girls as well? You think then? Because like, uh, do do Dooling will have a, an open age uh, girls team then, or or women's team? It was in pipeline, yeah. Right. We have got Huddersfield and Halifax, and there's Bradford. They've got they've got two really good opportunities. Right. They're not going to play. Amateur level, if they get a chance to go play Super League yeah. Championship. So a few, a few of our girls play for this field now. Good stuff. The, I think we've got seven, haven't we? Seven girls. More than a few. <laughs> in the Field Giants squad now. We've got one in Bradford squad and one in Halifax, hopefully. Lovely stuff. Trainings. Yeah, yeah, they're just in the middle of the trials at the moment in Halifax, yeah. so as I say, there could be more opportunities for in that respect there, but um, hopefully the, the, the relationship between the, the youngsters that you are providing through your three, three different age groups will tie into that, and hopefully Halifax yeah. will give you that support there. Yeah, well, I'd say Greenland have got 12s, Elm have got 14s and 12s. I think Booth Town are doing it as well. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Oh. Again, yeah of course it is. It is a good thing, because I know when I was a kid, there were a lot of girls who play up to under 12 when they could play mixed. Yeah. And then when it got to, no, you've got to go and join a girls team, the options were that limited that many just didn't because they ended up yeah. they were travelling to Bradford every week. Or just disappear. Exactly. Yeah. There weren't enough teams available, so people had to travel. And it's not easy when you've got a 12-year-old trying to drive them around, get them training, get them to matches. It's hard enough when it's local. So yeah. if you're suddenly having to do a you know a 20-mile round trip twice a week plus a match day, it does you lose players at the game. And we we need to give players opportunities. It don't matter who they are, boy, girl, man, woman, masters rugby, whoever. We need to give them the opportunity to play and and and, and uh, put down those barriers in in terms I mean, of playing. Like I say, yeah, we've got like, you know you've got your girls team, your mission masters team as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I think there's there's platforms out there now for 
you know, for individuals to, to get on board with rugby league. Um, more than, more than they ever have been anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a good uh, moment. It's, it's fucking good. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've, um, we, we have have quite close ties with uh, the Fast One Supporters Club, uh, with Jamie and the way he does. And uh, I believe you've got your, a flag for, for, for your guys as well from, from Fast One. Is that is that right? Yeah, we've got a flag. We'll take it everywhere with us. Good um, stuff. Yeah, it's proud of placing club. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, get out when we can. Yep, I'm sure Jamie will be loving that. But again, it's just tiny little things like that, having a flag, having an emblem. Yes, it, it has the the, the, the facts one LS28 as it was before, and, and now if that's Crest, but it has the Lingworth Crest on there as well, and hopefully it breeds the pride of, of, of playing for Lingworth and that sort of thing there. And if you do take it to all your games and stuff, it can only breed. Yeah, last time we tried to get, we get it out. So yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah it's going uh, a bit of a, an emblem for us. Fantastic, um, Booty. You, you want to make a point, did you? Yeah, I was going to make a point. You know, we talk about the girls' team and that, but I think Halifax are actually we're doing something quite good. We've got the wheelchair team as well, who we're not we haven't mentioned them yet. We keep, no, we're talking about the old rugby, which is great, but Halifax is one of the most inclusive clubs going now. Yeah, yeah. for um, sure. You know, we've got. So we've got obviously the men's first team, we've got a ladies team being set up, we've got the wheelchair. The only one we haven't got now is the mixability, which like Warrington and Leeds have touched on. Right. Which, you know, down the line I'm sure they'll look at it. And I don't know what the appetite is, because again, there's only so many people willing to play. You don't want to oversaturate it. No, no. As I said, the the podcast that, that me and myself, Rick Farrell, do the facts of life. So I'll give it another shout out. Uh, we talked. We not too long ago we said that the women's team for Halifax could have been too soon, really, because of the precarious nature of finance of the championship. And then lo and behold, about two weeks later, they announced that women's team's there. So it could it could be accelerated very very quickly, you know. So um, but the the, the the wheelchair as fantastic as it is, it's really really good. It's, we are focusing on dealing with here. So unless unless we get a wheelchair team in the, in the future, uh, we'll we'll park that uh, for another time. Um, lastly, if what, what I always say to to the guests here is sell, sell the club. If if think of the reasons why should an aspiring young boy, young girl, uh, open age person, or, or whoever wants to come and play for Illingworth. Why? To invite the best team around. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Um, no, yeah, just we include everybody, you know, no matter what ability you are. Um, that's it, we, uh, and we are, we are looking to be, uh, you know, there's no point doing it if it's a bit best. No, no, of course not, no, and, uh, and hopefully with the improvements that you are making, uh, that'll, be, that'll make more, more people want to come and play. Definitely, yeah, and like, there's a knocking effect with pitches, we are looking out to get as a, a new club out uh, to be done, uh, we need more changing rooms, like I say, we're, we're growing, and at this moment in time, we actually are outgrowing our facilities, so yeah. we are, uh, it, it is in the pipeline, well, it's not the pipeline, actually, ongoing at the moment, I think the... Uh, we had a meeting with RFL, who also had a meeting with the FA. So our club were sort of, we're joined together with a, 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 a football team that run from the same place as well. Yeah. Um, I won't mention the because I want to plug them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's Crossley's uh, FC, yeah. AFC. Um, and we do where we can, we help each other now as much as we can. Uh, and, and I think we struck up a good relationship together. Nice. So it's um, like I say, they've, they've, they've got the money in, uh, to to the pitches up, and now the RFL come board with uh, the FA, and hopefully we'll get as a club or something. Definitely, it's it's all about building relationships and bu- and building those things. Gemma said last week that it's really really great that there's such a good relationship. Well, it's starting to be a good relationship between Halifax and the community clubs, but also the other community clubs as well. She she said that where once it was kind of a bit of rivalry and people yeah. want to help each other out. Uh, she said that 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 there's 
if she she can call up people from King Cross, for example, and they'll be able to help her out with some stuff. Do you, do you see that as well then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Gemma's uh, helped us out a few times uh, with her things. Um, mm. she, yeah, she's really good at things like that. I, need. I don't. I think the, the rivalry's still there, but it's a good rivalry. Of course, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's a good one. Yeah. Good Rugby league's a tribal sport, and obviously they, they, that's why there's teams there, and, you, and you're, you're on pride of your team, and you want them to win. But not at all costs, because at, this, at the same time, we've, we've all got, and all, all the clubs together have all got one goal, is that to get more young people, young boys, girls, or people um, who are over those sort of age groups playing rugby and want to be interested in rugby. And as I say, Gemma did touch on that, saying that it is great that you've got that relationship there. Yeah, well, with Ellen, uh, like it was open age, we've actually got a few Ellen players playing for us. Right. We play winter, they play summer, so it's sort of ah, like, right, it's okay. working well. Yeah. And a few of our lads who did play for Ellen are now going to go over, well, as far as I know, in the summer season, we'll go going over to uh, Ellen and uh, trying out there. Nice. And, uh, so, yeah, I say we have got a good, uh, you know, good relationship with other clubs. Um, so it, it is good. It's a good rival race, and, you know, it's a healthy one. Yeah. Just to, just to kind of touch on the summer and winter thing, because obviously rugby league is quite complicated in lots of different ways, and, and having a, a main summer season in the in the pro game, and obviously the the amateur game is traditionally winter. Um, what's is there any plans for yourselves to to play in the summer league once maybe once the con, uh, once the improvements are done? Or? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, winter, winter's struggling at the moment; really struggling. Mm. Um, not what, not what, not what I want to play out there. <laughs> Them conditions, it's hard work. But um, so, like, well, like I was saying before, we've got under 16s, uh, under 16s teams going through. Yeah. Uh, and we're up at a build then. When they get to an age where they can play up an age, we'll build a team around them. Mm. You know, we'll have a few old heads from up an age, you know, great players, and we'll be, we'll be bringing through as well. So, like I say, yeah, when, when they come of age, because and they, and they, they're playing summer at the moment, yeah. so to ask them to play winter, I think be a, a big ask. Mm. And like I say, how long winter survives, I don't know. Uh, so, ideally, we'll, yeah, a couple of years' time, we'll have a, we'll have a summer team. But that's. Um, one of plans, good stuff. I'll leave one of the last words to Lily. They say it's fantastic. You've actually got a, a, a girl player here. Why should young girls who don't necessarily go to your school or like what's rugby league in the moment? Why should they come and play for filling with? Well, it's kind of to make a statement that girls can actually do play rugby, and girls should play rugby because it gives them a voice, kind of in a way. If you asked me four years ago when I wasn't playing rugby, if I could do the things that I'm doing now the answer would be definitely and it gives us sort of a confidence even if it is just going on the pitch and playing with yeah good stuff hope that's a good, good rallying call there uh, uh, Sean do you have any, any anything else to add can I promote training time <laughs> of course you can I was going to ask that anyway <laughs> yeah pl- please tell it how, how can people get, get, get in touch with yourselves where, where do you train so on and so forth well, they can go on Facebook, they can find Illinois Women Girls. If you like the page, you know, let us send a message. And then with boys, it's Illinois Boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah what's well, it? It's uh, Illinois Air LFC. So Illinois Air LFC for full time. Yeah, for girls, I'll okay. say, from 10 to 16 year olds. Good stuff. Nice one, and, for, and again I say this every week now, for any dinosaurs that aren't on social media or anything like that, is there any names, phone numbers, or again, just turn up if where 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 the we're training? Training, or? We're training, training at a 3G pitch, Trinity Academy, uh, 6pm on a Monday, 7pm on a Thursday, and then game days, Thursdays. Saturdays. Get me up with school days there. <laughs> no, fantastic. Thank you very much for coming down. For for, for for when you said before that you didn't know what to say, half an hour's passed. And that's flown. There you go. So thank you very much for your for your input there. 
Welcome back to Talking Facts. Uh, that was a fantastic first part. Thank you very much to Lily, Sean and Brett. Uh, Lily's had to get off because it's uh, it's her mum's birthday, so happy birthday to uh, Lily's mum. <laughs> and thank you very much for, for coming down. Uh, this second part is going to be, well, near off exclusively about Halifax, so uh, that this is going to be uh, the interesting one. This is my self-indulgence bit, though, first of all. The, this is the competition that we're running uh, that I try to do every week uh, to guess the theme between uh, the songs. It could relate to Halifax, it could relate to Rugby League itself. Uh, I played a load of songs for you last week, um, and and there have been some really good good guesses actually. Uh, one particularly very very close, others miles miles away. Uh, I gave a hint on Facebook earlier on to think of the year that uh, the songs were released, and with that uh, they've got two more songs, and then um, that is it. So if you didn't know that, that is Bruno Mars, Just The Way You Are. Again, for, if you were listening last week, completely random link from that. Um, and then... This last one is Florence and the Machine uh, Spectrum. So open brackets, say my name, close brackets. So, those are the songs there. Again, big hint, think of the year that they were released. Uh, get, your message, get your answers to me. Uh, you can message me directly on Facebook. Message the Talking Facts show and also Talking Facts RL on Twitter. Uh, winner gets a load, uh, some signed goodies from uh, Facts on Sports Club. Um, if there are more, then I'll do a draw or a coin cost. Uh, cost? Coin toss like last time. Um, so, there we go. Right, so, there was a small matter of a game on Sunday, wasn't there, Rue? <laughs> uh, quite, quite an important game, uh, given that um, there was a, the, the, the results in the first week certainly put the cat on some pigeons in terms of Lee turnover to lose. Uh, we had Lee, uh, I wouldn't say nearest, but certainly one of our dearest friends, uh, uh, visiting the Shea, uh, and um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic game, fantastic performance. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think, you know, um, you've mentioned the Toulouse fixture for Lee in the first week. I don't think anyone saw them um, might just it at me. <laughs> Talking to the microphone, bro. Into the microphone. There we it, go. Right? There we I go. I don't think anyone really saw the um, Toulouse getting turned over by Lee in the first week, but, you know, Toulouse were a funny side. We don't know a lot about them. You know, they sign all these French players and until you see them play, you don't know who you're up against. No. Maybe they're not what we thought they were in previous years. I mean, Witness went over there and turned them over, but not convincingly, but they've always been better at home. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Lee came down, they give us a good game. They've had to put a team together at short notice. They've got uh, John Duffy there, aren't they? Yeah, John Duffy's their coach. He's brought a lot of uh, hometown players yeah. with him as well, well, controversially. Yeah, players in that team. The yeah. Andersons were there. Um, so, yeah, he's put a team together. And I think, you know, they can be proud of what they've done in a short space of time. Of course, um, yeah. With uh, you know ten minutes to go, we were we were way in front, and they came back, and I'm actually glad now that Ben White put that job goal. <laughs> make a break in the last minute, and if they got in corner, it would have been um what we're eating a fingernail or waiting for yeah. the tick down with conversion. It, it wouldn't be a normal Halifax game without um about about, about some uh, some nail biting or or anything like that. We don't, we don't do it easy, do we? <laughs> never do, never do. But I mean, you know, it's early in the season, um, and people say, oh, you know, we always start slow. Yeah, we always do. If we're winning, that's, that's good. You know, Richard Marshall said himself, 
we did 20 minutes in the second half and we no, no, they couldn't, they couldn't, we blew us apart, they couldn't play. Yeah, that, that, the, the, those are the observations from, 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 from those on the outside of the journalists and that saying that the 20 minutes that where we did pull away, we played some outstanding rugby and they say, well, watch the highlights, do what, do look them on YouTube because Ed Barber's try especially was absolute class. I think, you know, the point is we showed the other day what we can do but you don't, you don't want to show your full deck of cards. No, of course not, no. We've got another tough game this weekend against Batley. Yeah. You know, they haven't won a game yet. They're gonna, they're gonna want to get some points in the book. Of course they are, and, and traditionally games against Batley are very, very close. Well, I was thinking about Lacan the way here, and if you remember rightly, we pumped him in a midweek game about ten years ago now. Yep. And every game since has been a close game. Right. But yeah, especially last year. Last year, it was the away game which uh, kind of kick-started our season where uh, we were winning by quite a bit and then they came back and then we um, got, got back into the game. It was uh, Chester Butler and Ben Eaton on that right-hand side that really, really took us home. And as I said, it's not, it's not going to be an easy game. But by the same token, there's, there's, no, there's going to be no easy games throughout the season, really. There's, there's, no, there's no given. There's, there's, there's realistically eight, Nine possibly teams that are going to fit into five. So I, I honestly believe on any day any team in our league could beat the other. Yeah, definitely. Even, even Toronto, you know, York, York gave them a scare the first week. Um, you know, Rochdale didn't get embarrassed by them. And, you know, every team on the day can turn. That's why it's such a good league to watch. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. As I say, and the game on Sunday was uh, quite seesaw. It was a bit tit for tat in the first half. You, we score, you score, we score, you score. I think in the first half, and, and again, it's not a massive criticism. I think more than either team really played that well. Uh, I think we definitely scored off their mistakes rather than our own uh, great play. Really. Uh, what well, mind you, Steve, Steve Tyra's try was is he's, he's, he's getting nearly boring watching it all the time. As soon as you get to see Scott Morell looking to get to that left hand side, you just know that Tyra's. Going to get the ball, isn't he? I think he's in the wrong sport. I mean, I went, I went, to, watch the, <laughs> I went to watch the NBA last year, and honestly, if you stood in next, stood in next to the uh, hoop and that, that jumping, it's so fun in that. Yeah. Or Gaelic football or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. And then in the second half, uh, I think we showed our class. I think we came out and, and, and put a message down in that tw the last 20. Um, hopefully, Marshall will get into a little bit about the last 15, 20 because we can't be doing that against... Uh, and there, there are better sides in the league. Against your Torontos, you, you to lose. Widner showed us last week what, what they can do in terms of putting points on if, if we are, are on our game, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, discipline's a... It must, it must be hard early in the season. It's cold. No, no one wants to be out there playing and they can avoid it. No. And if someone's niggling at you... And I forget how it was now, but there was... Um, an ex-pro said to me recently, they used to hate playing against a team with Scott Moran in it. Yeah. He just chimes at you. Constantly. <laughs> he's a fantastic player. We, know, we all know Scott's a fantastic player. Yeah. But he's constantly giving it with an out. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Leroyer said when he first came that, that he, he knew Scott Morell from when he's played against him and that he'll constantly talk to him yeah. and stuff like that. But again, it shows... Uh, we were given a little bit of a luxury in terms of being able to take Morell and, and Grix off and bring Chapman Smith on. But again, it's that last last 10, 15 minutes so it shows how important Scott Morell is because even if he's not necessarily um, uh, getting his hands on ball and kicking and that, he's organising, he's, he's a presence and that's going to be really, really hard to lose, really. Definitely. I think you know, for the first time in a long time, we're looking like we've got some players who might be able to sort of step into his shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like we, you know, we had Graham Allroy for many years and it was uh, Jed Stokes who made the comment he plays in a dinner suit. <laughs> because there were, there were literally games in the first 40 minutes. If I remember, actually it was at Whitehaven and he came off the pitch in a pristine kit. Yeah. I think he'd been tackled once. 
And but we can afford to have him because the players around him, he, he just directed traffic, he pointed, said go there, go yeah. there set the players up. And that's what Morel does. Mm. But we, you know, Unfortunately, five a time is going to uh, catch up with him soon. <laughs> but Ronaldo does put himself about, though. I think I think uh, if Allroy didn't uh, have to make a tackle in a game, I don't think he wanted to. Whereas Morel absolutely loves getting stuck in. I think he's, I, he's all action. One of my outstanding memories of Graham Holroyd was the time he made a break, and <laughs> both teams stopped because they thought they thought something. <laughs> like, I don't think they're expecting the offside, and he sort of looked round for a pass, and there was no one on him. It was like, oh, great. <laughs> No, but I'd say it's a good comparison to make because when when Allroy won necessarily on his game, we did suffer, and when Morel has a, has a bit of a a poor game, we suffer as well. Um, talking about his his halfback partner, we're soon going to have a very much embarrassment of riches because I thought Ben White had a really really good game. He, he especially in that second half, he really he really came to his own and his his is uh, linking up very well on that left flank. Yeah, Ben White showing what he can do. Um, obviously. Ben Johnson's fit again, I believe. Yeah. So he, he's going to want to get his shirt back. He's not going to give up lightly. Mm. Um, and, you know, start of last year, if, if we lost Johnson start of last year, I don't think I'd have been upset. Mm. And he really did come of age last season. Yeah. You know, he absolutely showed what he Oh, it was, it was many players player at year and he, he had an outstorming season. Yeah. And uh, I think that a point's been made before where if you look at, if you look at like kind of most of the tries that that we scored last year, if you'd like kind of try the year uh, montage, Johnston would have either scored them or been involved in them in some way, shape or form, really. Oh, there were some games I say it was unplayable for the opposition. You know, it was, you know, he's, he's the player who when we signed him we were told we were getting, because we knew he was a bit of a unfinished article. And Marshall stood by him. I mean, he tried him at full-back for a little while. That mm. wasn't too successful. No. But, um, you know, he stood by him and... Credit to that, he's shown now what he can do. Yeah, no, and, and I do, I do, I do believe that for a long time the best uh, halfback combination was uh, Morell and Johnston because they do dovetail really, really well. And when, when again, it's an old adage, but when the dry tracks come and if when when we do have a, a, a spine of um, QLT Morell. Uh, John O and Mo, or whether that's White, I think we are going to cause some damage to some teams. I think as well, actually, though, to be fair, we're not giving enough credit to the forwards here. No, de no, definitely not. You know, you can't play behind the beaten pack. No. Um, I mean, I wasn't that witness, but I read that we were winning the forwards battle there. We definitely... Boy, Lee down the middle. Of the yeah, I, I didn't. I, th I think they kind of underestimated us in, in in some respects in in terms of the forwards then. And Marshall would very very clever coaching really because uh, Jacob Fairbank, local lad, re a fantastic player, definitely one of the first names on my team sheet. Uh, he didn't necessarily have the, the greatest game against Widnes. His discipline wasn't necessarily the best, and he put him to the bench on Sunday. And when he came on, he meant business. Uh, say, and he's a good, good platform set by the likes of Fleming and Ben Kavanagh and that. Again, all local Halifax lads. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we did we did take, take the forwards to him. Yeah, I mean, you say you can't play the enemy and packs, the old, another old saying, isn't it? But, no. Um, but we've got an embarrassment of riches this year. We've got, um, I think it was Jamie put a picture on Facebook of like, the players who weren't playing. It's almost embarrassing when you've got those players sat in the stand. Oh, of course. The quality, they can't, and they can't get in the team. Yeah, we, we've got three people who, if you were to, to name the starting lineup, and again, if you go by squad numbers, who were there, who, who were missing, and that's um, that's Butler, Grady, and Johnston. And then we didn't have Ben Kay either as well. 
Brandon, Brandon Moore had to put a long stint in. He had a fantastic game uh, there. So again, it's it's early, it's early days. It's the, the, I put on social media that I love a good Sunday Sunday night meltdown. And some of the comments that Halifax fans are throwing out against after winning this game were laughable, really. Especially with the performances that the certain players that were getting hammered last week put in uh, on Sunday. Definitely. And, you know, we started off against one at favourites for the league. It, it would have been nice at the start against, you know, no disrespect, but maybe Jewsbury or Rochdale or Huntington. Yeah. But you could also then be complacent. Of course you can. Um, you know, I look at witnesses' fixtures, they've had a baptism of fire. They've, mm. had, they've obviously played us, they've played Toulouse away, they've got Toronto. Yeah. Game, so. But look, but look at witness, witness people. Uh, the people can, uh, again, undress, myself underestimated them. I thought they had a bit of a losing mentality. They got absolutely battered last year. They were fairly lucky to beat us in the in the middle eights. Uh, not necessarily recruited well, apart from Gelling, and they've gone and won two for two. And who would have thought they'd have gone down to uh, to lose and win? But it weren't necessarily just quite a quite a, 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 a soft win or a short win. They won quite comfortably, 36-24. 12 point win down in South of France is a great result for them. So they've now got a short turnaround up at, I believe, Newcastle this week. The, yeah, they're playing Toronto at New. They're uh, it's kind of similar to what we went through. They're they're away game against Toronto. They're playing at Newcastle uh, and double header. I can't remember who Newcastle are playing, but. Yeah, but again, does it is it better for them to to play a game? Then I'm not too sure, but it it will be an absolute cracker. Uh, we've got battle this coming Sunday. Um, uh, hopefully, as I said Grady might, might well be back. John O could be back. We're not not necessarily sure, but what what would you do if you were Richard Marshall? Do you do you shuffle the pack? Do you do you bring people in, or what what, what do you think? It's, it's a really tough one, and I'm glad I'm not you know in his chair because <laughs> he's got a team who put a really good performance out. Um, Richard Marshall famously is never satisfied. No. Which is a good, it's a good thing. Mm. You know, we, we could have won 60 0 and he'd still be saying we could do better. Yeah. And I think because he, he, he does know what his players are capable of. And again, we're not going to hit that full track. You know, hopefully it's all about May. There's no point coming good now. No, and um, there's, 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 two, there's there's two ways to kind of look at it really. And again, we might be repeating ourselves and stuff from last week, but uh, fans' frustration is that we've we've had far too many years of being the slow burners, of being the of, of pre-season ended in March and and so on and so forth. But I, as long as we are there when come seasons end, when the business end starts, then happy days. Say it's a, it's a tough one picking the team this week because we've got to try things. We've got a lot of you know we've. Heavily recruited, we've only lost Benny and Tangarton, mm. and you could probably say Will Mayer. He was a big part. Of the team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, good Mayer. point. He was. He was there pretty much all season. Um, mm. So, in a fear, we did lose three players, but we signed seven or eight. Mm. Um, I mean, and again, then look at like young Will Calcott. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Everyone's saying, "Oh, we signed Kevin Leroy. We signed," but actually, we've got a young lad, another young lad who's come through the reserve team. Who's you know, making a making a claim for a first team spot. Yeah, he's not just making a claim; he's claimed it. He's he's got the shirt now, and like, and it's testament to to, to Marshall. He's willing to put uh, people in there. He played really, really well against Featherstone in in the last preseason friendly. He didn't. He, he showed up really well against Widness again. We, we we stood toe to toe to win. He certainly weren't beaten. And then again on a Sunday, ran his blood to water. So there's gonna it's gonna be a lot to to take his place away. Yeah. So I think. A bit of rotation this weekend is to be expected. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to try out some other c- combinations. Mm. Um, just got to be very careful, like I say, that batting up and the batters on the behind. No. They are, you know, they call the bulldogs and they are like a little 
<laughs> yeah, and they've got a certain player called Dame Manning who'd love to put one over on us, to be honest. Say, I would love to see still uh, still have Dame Manning in a, in a fact shirt, but he's playing for, for Batley. Um, and they say, if there's one player who will definitely put the fight to us, <laughs> it's him. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we, all, you know, we, know, we know what Dame can do. He's a good player. He doesn't take a backward step. Um, you know, he spends a lot of time injured as a result. But mm. that's, you know. In, in injured or suspended, make, make, make your make your own mind up oh, on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll just run through the uh, the results of, of the the weekend's games. Uh, did mention that the winners did travel down to the south of France, did beat Toulouse thirty six twenty four. That was on Saturday afternoon, so it was a lovely trip away for for them. And then on the Sunday, it was Barrow twenty two, Sheffield twenty four. Uh, really, really close result. Um, uh, Barrow, a um, bit of a backlash again after being humbled the week before. Sheffield maybe being brought da- back down to earth a little bit, but Barrow's a tough place to go in anyway. Uh, Jewsbury 22, York 26. Again, Jewsbury not necessarily tipped to uh, to do anything uh, any dra- thing drastic, but Lee Greenwood, local guy, doing doing all right there. And York um, getting the first one on the board. Featherston 42, Batley 14. So Batley could well be looking for a backlash against us so what you're saying is absolutely right we need to beware of that obviously Halifax Rugby League Football Club 33 Lease Insurance 26 uh, it should have really been more but hey ho we'll take the two points on the board uh, Rochdale 6 Toronto 58 pretty much to be expected there really Toronto just overpowered him uh, and Swinton 12 Bradford 31 but that was very very close for a while that was um, sail away uh, <laughs> not the best place to go but I say Bradford are fine in this league well not, not too bad at the moment and hopefully when it comes to Good Friday we'll, we'll put them in the place um, going back to Sunday's game as well as I say they were, they were, it was a really really good team performance Steve Tyra got the, the official man of the match uh, which uh, uh, very very understandable the, the, everything kind of came from our left flank there um, I had QLT as my man of the match to be honest and it seems because um, he had a bit of a he had a bit of a a brain explosion last week against Widness and he got a cop for a lot of criticism from the fans but I think he answered the criticism brilliantly and he was peppered with kicks left, right and centre from Woods and Ridyard and I thought he had an outstanding game but what, what do you do you think? Yeah, I mean he's, yeah. everyone knows what QRT can do yeah. he's a quality player he's spent years tearing us apart um, I still don't believe he's only 32 I'm sure he's <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> do you think he's got the same uh, verse certificate as like Stanley Jean and Michael Azee yeah certainly <laughs> um, you know, I think it's like a lucky dip personally my man of the match up until the 7th 7th uh, minute was uh, Brandon Moore right yeah he had a cracking game mm. ball in hand some great defence if he hadn't got Simbin he might have got man of the match but you know does he ever have a, have a bad game that, that's the thing that's the thing is um, we're lucky to have two great hookers yeah. You know, we've got Ben Kane, you know, he's he's been around the club for a long time now and he's a great player. And then we you know we brought Brandon Moore initially playing the reserves. Um I don't think he ever did play him, but he might have done once or twice. Yeah. But, you know, he, he came in and they show actually his first team quality and he's he's getting better and better. Yeah. And hookers there's not you go back a few years there were some great hookers. Mm. And they, and you, you know, you could they used to be massive who who play hooker for Great Britain. Yeah. Or England as it is now, but there's not as many natural 
Hookers anymore? Do you say the the, the roles evolved a little bit? Say oh. uh, you you've got people you've got uh, hookers that still put the eighty minutes performance in. Uh, you have your spell hookers. You have got the explosive hookers or tactician hookers. Like for instance, there's you've got the difference between Brandon Moore, who is very much on kind of like the Paul uh, the, the Sean Penkovich mold, who will dart from from acting half and 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 really really quick play there. And you've got the likes of uh, Roby McShane. Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Josh Hodgson. Who are, who are the internationals there at the moment, who are kind of steady away, they'll make all the tackles of the distribute, they're not necessarily spy gaps or anything like that. So it kind of depends on what, um, what the role that they're going for. You mentioned we've got two good hookers, I think we've got three, because I think Curtis Davis is is very much on that first team periphery. Because Ben Kay was injured, I was very surprised that he didn't feature on, on Sunday. But in Marshall, we trust, we've got to put that to him, He's, uh, he did well on Sunday. Um, anyone else that, that do you want to feature in terms of who, who played well on Sunday? I think it was a good team performance. Yeah. I don't think anyone played badly. You no. know, there was, you know, the, you stand not far from me in the south stand, and if <laughs> someone's having a bad game, people do let it be known. Yes. And I didn't really hear anyone getting upset about any individual this week. No. Um, you know, I think you only got to look at say Will Sharp a few years ago when he first came in. That, yeah. Easy to say he struggled. He struggled to start with. A lot of people got on his back. Mm. Um, but there's nothing like that. Really. I think everyone is behind the team. Yeah. The team are playing well, and as we said before, trying to pick the team this week. Who do you who do you who do you say who do you turn around and say sorry? You're not, you're not playing. Yeah, and that, and that's what we were so looking forward to in pre-season. The fact that. Marshall's gone out and made these signings, the likes of Sean Robinson, who scored two great, well-finished tries, and you've got the likes of Salton Stall, who, who who played centre, who played, played all right on 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 Sunday. You've got McGrath, who's in, in in waiting in the wings. Then you've got the forwards, where it's an embarrassment of riches there, and they say especially when Grady gets back, uh, it's it is. But in times gone by, someone got injured, it's bringing a reserve who's not necessarily ready ready for first team. Now we've got. We've got a squad of 30 first-teamers rather than just reserve people in the wings. Definitely. I think the team we had last season, there was such a team that I don't think there's any characters who, if they don't start, if, no, if they get dropped for a couple of weeks because they have a bad game or someone's training harder and Richard Marshall feel that they deserve a chance, I don't think we've got the sort of players who are going to get upset about it and suddenly stop coming training or want to go and sign for another team. Yeah. I think, you know, something else Richard Marshall does is he has built a solid, you know, actual team. Yeah. Oh no, for sure, yeah, definitely. So say you another old phrase, band of brothers. Yeah, it's what it's what uh, Rick and Jamie did in terms of uh, promoting the Toronto game last year. It is a band of brothers, and as I said, um, Lily mentioned it before in terms of team bonding, going camping and stuff like that. We've we've team bonded by running up and down Shibden Hill, which I'm sure is enjoyable for, for for all concerned, really. But as I say, the team the team spirit that we've got is is being as best that I can remember. Me and you have supported them for 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 years now, and I can't remember a set of lads as close knit as the ones we've got at the moment. No, definitely not. You know, there's some. And it's, there's not even like cliques in the team and that, you know, it's a big, you know, they go out as a big group, you don't see, you know, them going out in threes and fours or after games stood around in threes and fours, they stand on the team, they, you know, they arrive as the team, they go over the team. Yeah, no, 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 no. and it's clear to see on the field as well. Where then, and the the most pleasing thing that, that I can and see on the field is when when we score, they all celebrate as one. If if someone puts someone in a touch, you can see him running across the field to pat the guy on the back and, and that sort of thing. We we you lose as a team, but you win as a team, and it's I think it's just as important that when you do win, there is success that you really do celebrate it and, and come together as one, especially in the stands as well. Yeah, and the stands, you know, we. 
There's a, there's a really good, feel, good fact around the club at the minute. Um, there's probably a few divides in the South Stand at the minute between different groups of people, but that'll, that'll come around. It always does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's far better than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Definitely far better than it used to be. Um, and I think, you know, people do enjoy it. We've mentioned about the kids with the pre-season tickets. Um, obviously, my son came down with his from Siddle. Yeah. Um, I noticed there was a bunch of lads from Greenland all around us. Uh, these two guys. Yeah. If you can remember that. There's already more kids that sit up on coming this weekend because they spoke to the lads who went and they had such a good time. They're like, well, we're missing out now. Yes. So, you know, I, don't, I think Chris Mitchell said we give away about 500 season tickets locally to Julius. Wow, yeah. If, they, you know, if half of them start coming down and keep coming down, it's going to swell the gate numbers massively. Yeah. And, and hopefully, you know, it's only going to build on what we've already done. Definitely. And as, and as you, you mentioned, guys, before, if you, if you get the youth right, if you bring in the youth, it'll feed in. Like they say, I was I was brought into to, to rugby league at a very, very early age. I caught the bug. And my, my, quite a lot of my friends don't necessarily like rugby, but I still went and went and it, it carried on through that made me want to play rugby and, 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 and support Halifax forevermore, really. And the more people like myself, like you, yourself, Brew, who, who do catch the bug early, however they are introduced to it, the better, really. I always think, though, the, like we mentioned the community side, that is huge. I mean, yeah. My earliest memories of rugby, I went, I went to a Regal Trophy final, the Cow Finals it was, um, Wigan versus Warrington, I believe, uh, about 1995. But I didn't really know what was going on, I was only about nine years old. Yeah. I didn't know, I know what was going on now, to be fair. Um, but then I remember about year six at school, a guy called Dave King from Huddersfield used to come in mm-hmm. and do the. Tr- and this was like a larger than life man. It was, you know, you, big Australian fella, probably never met an Australian before that. It intrigues you. Yeah. And, you know, the, the kids do look up to these players. Um, I promise I won't talk about Siddle too much. The Halifax Cup final day up at uh, King Cross. Yeah. Uh, ben Kavanagh came down to present the trophies. And the kids were absolutely made up. He only just signed for the club, but they were like, oh, I know Ben Kavanagh's come down, he's played Super League for all these years, and now he's at Halifax and he's come to give out the trophies. Yeah. And that, you know, it's, 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 it's an afternoon out of his time, but, you know, there was a lot of kids that day who actually really appreciated that. Yeah. And that's how you get to engage them. Definitely, and speaking of engagement, I do have to do a really good shout out to the old post office who, who support the show as well, and Tony and CJ and the guys up there who really do provide a really good um, uh, environment for for home fans, away fans, before and after the games. It's, it's a really good hub to actually meet. You can get your face painted at the, at, the, at the pub. You can get your face painted at the ground with Amy and Joanne down there, um, and it's it's a really really good place to be because before we, we were kind of lacking really. It was kind of kind of a case of. Uh, go from home to the match, back home again. Nothing, nothing more really. Whereas now, it's an occasion. It's, it is, it is a, 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 a three, four hour event where before you get to the ground, there's going to be a place where you can listen to music, have a sing song, get your face painted, and, and then you go into the ground and get more of the same. Really, exactly. That's only going to get better as the weather comes. Because absolutely, I, I love nothing more than Sunday afternoon sitting outside having a cold beer. <laughs> the old post office is fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's complete. In front of there's a sun trap. Mm. Um, I remember we used to sit out the front of the, uh, the old pump room. In, at midday on a Sunday, it was, in, it was in shade. Yeah. So, you know, it, it could be quite cold. Whereas old post office, I love sitting out there because it's, you know, it's a nice warm day. Yeah, 
No, it's, it's a fantastic place to be. Um, just got one one shout out this week. I know it's really, really uh, it's sad that we've only got the one. Whereas the last couple of weeks, it's been talking plugs rather than anything. Uh, Halifax have uh, delighted to announce that they're engaging and pledging the new Breathe 2025 campaign. Uh, it's in partnership with Yorkshire Smoke Three Calderdale. That um, it's a national initiative uh, to see the next generation of children born and raised in a place free from tobacco where smoking is unusual. Uh, Dan Fleming, Jacob Fairbank, and Ben Kavanagh are all trained in very brief advice to stopping smoking, delivered by Yorkshire Smoke Free Calderdale. So if anyone wants to know anything about that, go on the official Halifax RLFC website, halifaxrlfc.co.uk. Also uh, the Breathe Twenty Five website, which is www.breathe2025.org.uk. Um, that's that's doing everything. That's doing everything I've done. And I was flown by. Uh, thank you very much for coming down, uh, everyone. Brew, thank you very much. Yeah. I'll see you on Sunday. Uh, Brett and Sean, again, thank you very much for coming down. Any anytime you want to come back down and spread the word about Ellingworth and that, give me a shout, or you're more than welcome to come back here. And Lily, thank you very much for coming down again. Absolutely brilliant. And the best of luck in your hopeful career in uh, uh, professional girls rugby league. And when you get to the World Cup finals for England, just remember uh, where, where you started, and we'll have free tickets. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been Talking Facts. I've been Mike Egg. Thank you very much for. Uh, listening uh, again everyone this week uh, I'll put the names of the songs on the competition on the website uh, one more time uh, but for now uh, enjoy your league thank you very much for listening and we'll see you soon